You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedron. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Fashion Club. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is Dr. Katie Meyer from... Tampa Bay Veterinary Emergency Service. Here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 844-287-2876. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Mr. Zach Buden. Hadley doodly, I'll take your calls and push on in. And he'll put you on the air at 844-287-2876. The show is produced in-house and studio live by Miss Amanda Page. Hey there, Johnny boy. Hey, Mandy. We have a special guest this hour, and she's gonna. Uh, actually, they are going to be joining us, Brad and Casey Wallace. They are the founders of Expand with Julius. It's an organization designed to empower people with messages from another realm conveyed through trans-channeling. We'll find out exactly what that's all about and how it involves our pets when we speak with Brad and Casey. Well, once again, you are listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. Katie Meyer. Amanda Page. And Zach Dude. And this is, of course, Talking Pets. Put a spell on you. Because you're mine. Stop the things you do. Ray Charles in there. <laughs> I think so. Well, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. Katie Meyer. And Amanda Page. We want to talk with you if you've got questions at 844-287-2876, of course. But we're, uh, I want to welcome onto the program right now. Happy Halloween, by the way, to everybody out there listening. Hope you have a great Halloween weekend coming up. And uh, we want to bring onto the show right now Brad and Casey Wallace. They are founders of Expand with Julius. Brad, Casey, how are you? We're doing great. How are you? Sounds like you guys are having a good time. (laughs) Hello, everybody. It's that bewitching time of the year, but I want to introduce you to Dr. Katie and, of course, Amanda. Hey there. Hello. Hi, Casey and Brad. Hello. And, of course, all of America that's tuning in right now. But I've got to ask you, what is, and and how did you come up with the name Expand with Julius? What is that all about? I suffered a near-death experience in 2008. Um, I refer to it more of like an out-of-body experience because I didn't die. And while I was on the other side, I had the unique opportunity and unique perspective of not only watching what was going on here as they were trying to revive me, but I also was had the opportunity to experience the heavenly realm and visit with a high-energy group, a high-light-energy group, 
that referred to themselves as Julius. And I asked them when they asked me if I wanted to come back uh, to this realm of existence, I asked them if they would come with me because there's no way in the world anybody would ever believe anything that I was going to tell them. And they agreed to do that. And so that's how all of this came about. Yeah, when Brad woke up in the hospital, he had been out for about eight hours. Um, I started what's called trans-channeling this group. So uh, what that means is, is that my consciousness kind of steps aside, and this energy uses my body and my voice and dialogues on all kinds of subject matter, everything from the human existence to what your soul is, uh, communications, consciousness, spirituality, any gamut of subjects. So we refer to them as Julius, and we have ongoing courses and classes. We speak um, across the world and across the nation uh, to live audience, and now here we have the wonderful opportunity of speaking with your audience, John, and so we're really excited to be here. i got to ask you, when you talk about Julius and all, and you talk about them, Brad, when, you, mm-hmm. when, you, when this happened to you, do they look like people? <laughs> I mean, do they, well, like, what, 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 what was the world like? Yeah, that's a very good question because as a human being, we all believe that what we actually see is real. And from a scientific aspect of looking at everything, science would tell you that everything is hollow or that there's gaps in between everything. And science hasn't been able to figure out what holds everything together, including our bodies. And Julius, I was able to experience emotional and sound experiences that enhanced my experience and amplified my experience, and that was explained to me was really what the human experience is also all about. We have just gotten to the point to where we all seem to believe that our bodies are the real thing, yet we don't take our body with us when we leave this realm of existence, And, of course, animals don't either, and yet human beings can swear up and down that they always feel a presence in their room, especially when it comes to an animal that that they've lost. Yeah, so it's it's really a high-energy frequency. There is, when Brad was there, it was a little bit of a configuration of a group, but at this particular frequency... Uh, the vibration is so high that an embodiment is not held. So this has all to do with what happens with your soul when it ascends out of a physical body and goes to a much higher state of consciousness. So, uh, But Julius has been human. Uh, most of them have been, which is why the communication from them is so relevant to our experience here. So um, at this time, they are not in embodiment, but there was a time in their existence when they were. So obviously when you pass on, or you almost pass on in your case, Brad, you're aware of who you are, where you are, what you've done. So it's like you don't lose consciousness of who Brad Wallace is, correct? Actually, what it depends on is what your state of mind is when you leave this realm of existence. If you live in a fearful state of living, if you're always consumed with trying to get ahead in life, trying to make things better, and that consumes you, then yes, you take that with you on the other side, and that is where the confusion state continues to go on even after you're gone. If you 
leave this realm of existence with an open mind, what we refer to as an open mind existence, and you're constantly open-minded to things that are going on around you, then the experience that you're going to experience is going to be much greater than those who are so closed-minded. Yeah, it, ha- it really is just continued thought, John. Your thoughts continue. Whatever your perspective is, we call this consciousness and perspective, everybody has a perspective, the way they view the world, the way they view their life. And that just continues. So as you pass out of physical, you still have the same perspective. Things hit you much quicker, and your emotional state is heightened. But whatever drives your perspective is the continuation of the experience that you have once you leave the physical. Well, I want to get into, um, I've got a number of questions, actually. One real quick one before we go to, go to a break is that when you pass on, like some people are going to say, okay, Brad, you saw Julius or, you know, this group called Julius. But what about God? Well, what we can tell you is that Julius assures us all that we are all God. That's what a soul is. A soul is a light particle of the collective that everyone refers to as God. That it is not a man, it is not a configuration, and it is not a particular place. They describe God, if you will, as all thought, because everything comes from thought. Every creation, every possibility, every development comes from a thought first. And that's what they best describe as the energy essence that creates the all. And so every soul was launched from God, if you will, and is a particle of God. And the collective coming back together is what is referred to as the launching of thought. So that is the experience that is very, very expansive, very, very extended. But we do say, John, with honor to those who have their religious beliefs and their belief system of what their experiences are. Again, we support that when you pass, if you will, you do not die. You just have an extension or a continuation. Brad, uh, Casey, hold on for a second. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more of Talking Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. It's dinner time in America, where more pet parents trust PetSmart for natural and expert recommended foods than any place else. And now, we've added more than 100 new varieties to our already wide selection of your favorite brands, like Simply Nourish, Authority, Wellness, Science Diet, and more. Do what's best for your pet. At PetSmart, happiness in store. Go to PetSmartDeal.com to find out this week's coupon code and save up to 30% on food, treats, toys, and more. And get free shipping on orders of $49. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio.com. 
Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. Katie Meyer. Amanda Page. And Zach Buden. And we're speaking with Brad and Casey Wallace. Of course, they are the founders of Expand with Julius. If you want to check out their website, you can uh, go to expandwithjulius.com. That is their website if you want to find out more information about what we're talking about. And, of course, you can also go to talkingpets.com. No G in the talking. And you can see on my news section on the homepage some information about them and their website and everything, too. So you can check it out there. But once again, uh, Brad, Casey, we were talking about, you know, passing on and so on and so forth. But... Um, I wanted to ask you a question in, in regards to people versus animals. You have the pe- you have other people out there that say, okay, only humans have souls. Animals do not. But when you passed, Brad, did you see animals? And do they have souls according to what you understand? Everything that has or feels emotion has a soul. That is not just an animal. That is not just a human being. It also includes plants, mm-hmm. anything that you could think of. Yeah, uh, sentient beings are souls, and that, that's what a soul is. Soul is an emotional processor of a thought. So, yes, of course, animals have uh, souls. In fact, their souls, we believe, are far more refined on the emotional state than most humans are. Can they be reincarnated like supposedly humans are? Of course, of course, all souls continue, and every soul gets to choose. Every soul chooses their experiences. Every human chooses their experience, and every other soul does as well. So absolutely, there is a continuation, and if a soul that has embarked on a life experience as an animal, they may choose another one as an animal, or maybe something even beyond that. I gotta ask you. I mean, what about deja vu, for instance? People have them. I have them. Um, for some reason, I have other things that pop up. Um, you know, I've been visited and I've seen things myself, and so on and so forth. And but the thing is, is that um, I, got, I gotta ask you in terms of like in the animals and stuff like that. Do, do do they actually do they experience a lot of the same things that a human being would when they pass? I mean, yeah. In fact, they they have a heightened sense of intuition. So a physical embodiment or a human has what's referred to as seven energy frequency bands that surround their physical embodiment. Most people refer to this as the auric field. Each one of those energy frequency bands helps us have different types of senses and access different experiences. The second energy frequency band is called the infrared band, and it is directly attached to intuition and survival instincts. So animals have a very heightened sense of intuitiveness. So because of that, we almost want to say that they have a little bit better idea of what's going on when they pass than when humans do. You know, I got to tell you, I mean, one day I was interviewing Dean Kuntz. I don't know. I'm sure you're probably familiar with him. Um, He writes Mm -hmm. all the, you know, number one books out there. And he doesn't do a lot of interviews. And he came on to Talking Pets. And um, the one day we were chatting He's a wonderful man, by the way, and he wrote a book about his dog, and it was the only dog that he had. Him and his wife didn't have pets, and 
they decide at one time to get a dog and they actually both fell in love with this dog and it, it brightened up their life tremendously uh, until the day the dog died and there was the one day that Dean was telling me that he was sitting on a park bench by himself and he has always been um, a huge fan of butterflies and as he as the dog had died and he was sitting on the park bench this butterfly flew up to him beautiful butterfly and landed on his shoulder and to him and he felt it 100% that that was his dog. Well, and not only that, as a wonderful possibility, which is a truth, but just like any soul, an animal soul can send you signs that they're right with you, that they are in connection with you continually. It's no different than when a human passes and people say, oh, I had a dream about this person or I could have swore um, I left my keys somewhere and they weren't there, but they were. I found them in the place that only my dad knew where to leave them. So souls in general have the ability to communicate with us continually. It could be that that soul, in fact, was the beautiful bright light of the continuation of his dog. Or it could be that the dog's soul just utilized that opportunity to touch him and to allow him to recognize that the dog is right there with him. So do you think that uh, also with dreams, when people dream about their pets and all, that that has a lot to do with it, the pets are coming back through, their, through people's dreams? Absolutely. What a better way for a soul to communicate to you than through your dreams, because when you are dreaming, you're not obstructed by what's going on around you in this human realm. We all get preoccupied with everything else that's going around us, going on around us, and we overlook that communication. So what a better way to be communicated to than through our dreams. Yes, yeah, very, very easy for a soul to insert themselves into our dream state. Are you able to communicate personally yourselves with any animals that have passed and all? We have. Um, you know, I, we think that just about every person who is an animal lover out there or has had uh, the blessed experience of having the soul of a pet be part of their lives usually has a story or two to tell about maybe a favorite one or a particular one or maybe one that had a, a very difficult life and they really had to nurture them through and they get a sense of continuation. We have one particular dog that came into our lives. Uh, he was absolutely incredible, and we see him on our property all the time. We get a sense of him walking around the house. We see him on the property. We can hear him making his rounds at night, and if it's to go as far as to tell you that we sometimes even feel as if we can almost feel like he has gotten up on the bed with us at night, and we can feel that weight sensation at the end of the bed pretty amazing actually um mm -hmm. when you think about you know the whole realm of all this and i mean i've always wondered you know when you pass on where you go and what happens to your body and i mean i had an experience when i actually lived in new jersey and um i in my apartment actually i had a two-bedroom apartment and all of a sudden one day it wasn't just me in the apartment any longer it was some man <laughs> <laughs> and he would walk up and down the hallways and I constantly I would he would be watching me brush my teeth he'd watch me wake up in the morning I mean if he was angry the place would get cold but the thermostat never changed um, and if he was angry he would throw things but nothing would move but the sound would be there it was the strangest stuff that went on for the longest time 
until I decided to get a roommate, and I thought I was going crazy. But apparently I was not, because my roommate saw him too. So I'll be right back. Don't go away. We'll continue on briefly with uh, Brad and Casey Wallace. Once again, if you want to check them out, it's expandwithjulius.com. This is Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. Katie Meyer. And Amanda Page. And Zach Buden. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Brent Atwater, and I'm the Animal Reincarnation Authority. Join me every week on Alive Again and let me look at your pet's energy to determine if they're going to reincarnate. I'll be able to tell you when they're going to come back and what they look like. So send me your pet's photo and email me your question at brent at petliferadio.com. I'm looking forward to answering your questions on Alive Again. Every week only on petliferadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey everybody, Bob Page here, and welcome to another edition of Talking Pets Rewind. In this installment, John gives another listener advice on how to handle those tough kitty litter troubles. Out to Helena, Montana, and Evelyn. Hey, Evelyn, thank you, darling. <laughs> when I'm frantic about this crazy little critter, I, I brought him in from the alley and got him fixed and cleaned up and gave him brand new haircut and everything because he was in a horrible state of affairs. They dumped him. Somebody left him, you know. It's not a possum, is it? Oh, no, no, no <laughs> possum. He's my kitty cat. Oh, okay. He's a boy cat, and he's so sweet, and he's a, a paladoxin, what do you call it, what, the six toes? Mm-hmm. But we he, call them special. Yeah, yeah. You know, he is. He's yeah. so lovable. God love him. I don't see how anybody can throw him away there like they did. Anyway, I've had him a year now. Last winter, he was wonderful. He'd poo and pee in the poo pans, you know. All of a sudden, here it is. We're freezing our tutus off. Your tutus. Trying <laughs> to be nice. <laughs> but honestly, God, it's so cold and the snow is piling up, you know, and he insists on peeing and pooing out in that no part of my French. That snow. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't use the poop hand. Now, what is wrong with him? I'm, I'm frantic. I don't know what to do. I don't have to put him out every cotton pick in 20 minutes, you know? One of the things, though, too, Evelyn, if he's used to going outside, which he's an outdoor cat. He was cat, when he was deserted. So he's used to that out there, going outside. I know, outside. but to use the poop hand is wonderful all last winter. And now, all of a sudden, he walks past it and wants outside. It makes me furious. It's like you're going to have to retrain him again to be an indoor cat. And then once yeah. you get him trained to be an indoor cat again, you have to keep him as an indoor cat and not kind of renege and say, Oh, poor kitty, and let him well, out again. He raises, he yells, you know, meow, meow. He's a very demanding cat, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is. He's a little stinker. You come back with a boo. 
And everybody said, that, they said, hey, uh, that cat had been dead years ago if it had been in my house. I said, I can't do that. I brought that life home from the, you know, the animal shelter. I can't shelter. One of the things I want to state, too, is if a cat stops using the litter box, it's the poo pen. The poo pen. That's the new one. <laughs> poo pen. <laughs> but um, one of the things you want to do is make sure you keep the cat in the area of its litter box. And then as you see that the cat is starting to use the litter box again, then you can gradually let it have room with the house again. But right. what a lot of people do is they say, oh, my cat's pooing all over the house or peeing all over the house. And then they still let them learn all over the house. You know, so if you don't have the cat restricted to the poo pen area, uh, then you're going to have problems. Really is some pretty good advice from John and professional trainer Maria Piaz, but uh, I gotta be honest with you guys. Training calls like that make for a great talking pet show. Mm, but if you really want to be on one of the you know super cool talking pet rewind installments, hey, just call up and say poop pen. The poop pen. He used the poop pen. Wonderful. It's the poop pen. The poop pen. That's the new <laughs> poop pen. To the poop pen area. A few too many times, and I'm sure I'll work you right in. We're talking pets. Rewind. I'm Bob Page. Once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. Katie Meyer. Amanda Page. And Zach Buden. Give us a call, 844-287-2876. We're speaking with Brad and Casey Wallace. They're the founders of Expand with Julius. If you want to find out more about their organization, it's expandwithjulius.com, or you can go to talkinpets.com on the front page of our news section. You'll see them there. And a uh, nice picture, by the way, Brad and uh, Casey, uh, the picture that I, I don't know if you've seen on my, on my website, but that's the one that I posted of you two. Very nice. How long have you guys been married? Uh, you know, we've actually only been married a few years. Uh, believe it or not, this channeling phenomenon is what brought us together. When I started channeling Julius, we were not married. We were just acquaintances at that time. So it really has had a, a profound impact on our lives. You know, I've got to ask you, when you're talking about, you know, um, what Brad's experience of near death and all, and, you know, like I said, we all have our things that we go through and, and, and obstacles and so on and so forth. And if, for instance, what I was telling you before the break was when this person was in my apartment for months on months. Um, like, how does that happen? Like, how does something like that appear? Right. So, again, you know, it's not something that happens to them. It's something that they choose. Humans have a misconception believing that there's an omnipotent being that is controlling things. That can be a truth if that's your perspective. But once you leave an embodiment, you get to have your experiences of your thoughts anytime you desire. So it could be that that soul obviously has a particular attachment. You don't know the history that that soul had there. Perhaps they had somebody that they were very much in love with in that residence, and they're looking for them, or just hanging around there reminds them of them. There's so many possibilities, but what we can tell you is nothing happens like they're a victim. 
There is always choice, and there is always possibility. But what's great is that you just accepted the presence of that and continued on. That's what most people should do. The minute that resistance starts to set in, it can really turn into a scary phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, and what is the difference between good and evil? Like in this case, uh, with that person, I had no issues with it. Um, it got to a point after the first or second encounter of being fearful that, you know, right. that went away with me, and then it just became common practice of, okay, I'm losing my mind. Um, <laughs> but apparently I wasn't, because like I said, when I back then when I had gotten a roommate, and then um, all of a sudden he had seen them too, and then a third one of our friends actually had gone over to my place to pick up uh, my wallet that I had left, and I was at work, and then he had an encounter, and we've never said anything to anybody. And um, right. so, I mean, it was just, uh, you know, definitely same person, looked the same, walking around, yeah. And but what happens with good versus evil? Because apparently this guy never caused any problems. And the weird part was, and I know this all sounds so strange, but the weird part is, is when, when I decided to move, leave New Jersey and move to Florida. I'll never forget the morning I was laying in bed and I was staring up at the ceiling, and I said it out loud. I remember laying there going, "I'm moving to Florida." And at that point, there was a hand on my uh, one shoulder, a hand on my other shoulder, and I literally got tossed in my bed about three times. Oh, that yeah, I is, didn't want you to go. That was you the point that family. I almost wet myself. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that was the so, point where I got, I kind of got scared because I literally yeah. felt the hands. Right, right. Well, we really refer to that as the difference between high frequency and low frequency. And there's a gamut of ranges of frequency for every person, whether they're alive or dead. That's the truth. That's the truth. The good news is, is as you stated, that person clearly wasn't really a bad person. I mean, he probably had some of his problems, probably was a little bit on the controlling side, but he wasn't violent towards you or damaging towards you in any way. What we say is that, again, in support of the energy around your body, you attract and communicate with energy that matches you, with energy that matches you. So if you are a happy, pretty much broad-minded, pretty good accepting, pretty good fellow, you're probably not going to have a lot of experience with really dark, angry, scary people because their energy just doesn't match with you. Now, having said that, we know that some people will say, well, we've heard of encounters where, you know, little kids who are really, really nice, you know, might, might encounter a ghost that's pretty scary. We say there's a lot more going on with an energy output than you might realize. That child could, in fact, be very, very fear-based about something which lowers their frequency, which then makes them susceptible to being able to match with that energy. So we tell everybody, you keep your energy up. You keep lighthearted. You keep optimistic. And then all of your experience will just be extraordinary, and they will always expand you. i got to remember that one. <laughs> you know, i got to say, too, um, when you talked about reincarnation, I mean, I've got two cats that I live with, and the one is just kind of like, oh, okay, this is my world, and you're in it. Um, but the other one is um, the rain, the female cat, is just I literally look at her as being a human being because I've never seen a cat sure. with so much personality um, and so much like um, she does no wrong. I mean, this cat has never, ever done wrong. Mm -hmm. And yeah. she'll actually guard me um, like as if she's like a dog or another person or something. I've never seen a cat like this in my life. And I've had cats before and all and, of course, been around lots of animals. But 
She's amazing. And I sometimes yeah. think that she was reincarnated. And somebody had told me that she was actually an Egyptian princess or something. <laughs> but uh, just amazing cat. Right. Well, we always support that nobody owns cats. You just share lives with cats. That's Pretty much, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but no, again, uh, there's such a range of possibility going on. Souls have physical experiences in order to expand themselves creatively. It's a way of demonstrating your creative process. So let's say that a human being ha- or soul decides to be a human being, and they really are kind of don't like the occurrence. They're fed up with people. They really love just pretty much being around animals. There'd be a possibility that that soul next time around will actually choose a type of an animal to have a perspective from. But would a human like being would, would a human being choose to be the life of a cat that may only have fifteen to twenty years lifespan, whereas a human may have anywhere from seventy to a hundred years? You know, John, it's because there's no such thing as death. Everything just continues. So time and lifespans are an illusion of this realm. A soul never stops, ever. So whether it inserts itself into multiplicities of embodiments is incidental to the soul. It continues. So there's no such thing to a soul as a short lifespan or a long lifespan. There is always continuation. Well, i got to tell you, I mean, it's been fascinating speaking with you, Brad and Casey Wallace, and uh, I want to thank you for joining us here in this program and, uh, and, and enlightening us on, on everything that you've gone through. And, you know, it, it is fascinating conversation. There's no doubt about that. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you so much for having us. And people can find out more about y- your organization and, of course, what you do by going to your website, which is expandwithjulius.com, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, come visit us. And We'd love we to hear from you. appreciate that. Sounds great, and I appreciate it, and um, I'm right there with you on your beliefs, so, um, you know, I, I really appreciate you coming on to the program. Thank you. It's been a wonderful experience. Thank you, John. Best to you. Brad and Casey Wallace, again, uh, they are the founders of Expand with Julius. It's an organization designed to empower people with messages from another realm conveyed with uh, through uh, trans-channeling. You can find out more information about them at expandwithjulius.com. And you can also go to TalkinPets.com, and on the homepage there under the news section, you'll find some information on them as well. But again, a special thanks to Brad and Casey Wallace. You are listening to Talking Pets. If you've got a medical question or a behavior question, we've got a few minutes left in the hour, and uh, Dr. Katie Myers here uh, from Tampa Bay Veterinarian Emergency Services out of Tampa Bay, Florida, and he, she's here to uh, answer your questions. What do you think about that, Katie? You were a, a little bit on the quiet side on the whole thing. Did you, do you believe in a lot of that? I do. I've had some experiences myself. I think that my mind is so geared to facts and, you know, what's happening. Sometimes I close my perception to some of those things. You know what I thought was fascinating was the last thing that um, Casey said was that the the soul never stops. It yeah. goes on and on. So, so I believe there, that. Yeah, I do too. And there is no realm. I mean, yeah, if you want to come back as a dog or come back as a cat or an elephant or whatever or, mm-hmm. or a butterfly, which doesn't have a lifespan, it doesn't matter because no. then you're immediately going to move on to another type of life. Mm-hmm. So it's a fascinating thing. And you know, when the when you look at the body and the soul, as people look at it, it is the body has, has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So And the body is just a shell that we live in at this particular time. Right. So, and I did like the fact that she said about the optimism part. I need to grab onto that a little bit more lately. 
<laughs> but once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. We're open at 844-287-2876. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful, bagless, upright backings for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Back, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. To order your Dyson Animal Back today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Hi, this is Jody Miller-Young from Bark and Swagger. Tune in for everything pet fashion and more. From fashion tips and runway trends, products and designs I love, to fabulous home decor for your furry friend, you'll find it all here. Be the first to discover the new. So what are you waiting for? Find me on Pet Life Radio. And remember, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Man's best friend is taking a bite out of renters' wallets. With a Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Amanda Page. Pet securities deposit registers in the hundreds of dollars and are getting steeper. Now a monthly rental payment ranging from $10 to $50 is quickly becoming the norm, adding to the cost. Apartment managers nationwide say they require some safety net against pet damage, while others won't allow animals at all. The renters and deposit paying for dog poop picker-uppers, cleaning services, and more. But some managers say they charge because they can. Many residents decree the move, arguing that they are being built to keep their cats and canines. With a third of the country's population, 103 million people living in apartments, according to the Arlington, Virginia-based National Apartment Association, loads of pet owners are facing extra costs. Two years ago, pet rents weren't even on the radar, said Tammy Coltada, a spokesman for Apartments.com, the Chicago-based online listing subscription services that tracks owners and renters. This year, 78% of renters who worked with the company and voluntarily filled out questionnaires said they paid a pet deposit. Of course, those 29% also paid monthly rent. That's up from 63% who paid pet deposits last year, 20% of whom also reported paying pet rent for their animal. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Amanda Page. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. It had one long horn, one big eye. I come, Mr. Shaking, and I said, Louie, it looks like a purple people leader to me. It was a one-eyed, one-horn, flying purple people leader. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. Katie Meyer. Amanda Page. And Zach Buden. So, Dr. Katie, at your clinic at Tampa Bay Veterinarian Emergency Services, did you by chance ever see one of those? A one-eyed, one-horned, purple people eater? Did you ever have to work on one of those? 
No, but but I have a little costume for Leia that's pretty close. <laughs> no, you've got. And it has two eyes. You've got Leia in a costume already. What is yes. she dressed she's, as? She's a frog today. A frog. She's feeling froggy. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Does she rib it too? No. I got a fish pond barks. right out front that she wants to jump in and hang out on a lily pad. <laughs> I've never taken uh, Leia to the beach. I'd like to see how she did. Would do. Yes. Yeah, actually, Someday. that's a big bathtub. It would probably frighten her. Probably. She's a little chihuahua. Yeah. So, and she's quiet. She's so quiet. She's Here? Sleeping? Is she sleeping? No. She's looking around. She's checking things out? Yeah. Is she shivering, cha- shaking? A little bit. Why, yeah. d- why do chihuahuas do that? I, because she's scared. But a lot of chihuahuas do that. Like, you look at them, and all of a sudden, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like you put a quarter in them, and you're going for a ride. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You'd almost wonder, you know, humans stress some or often reduces the longevity of your life because of different ailments that you get. Do chihuahuas live as long as some of the other smaller dogs? The smaller dogs tend to live older. Yes, they do. So I'm hoping to have Leia for a very long time. That's awesome. She's a sweetie. How old is Leia? Uh, I think she's about eight years old now. Eight years old? Mm-hmm. So a chihuahua life expectancy is... Fifteen. Fifteen years? Yeah. Well, so she's doing like mid- so. middle-aged kind of. Yes, right she is. You know, it's interesting because, um, you know, when we were talking with, uh, you know, with Casey and Brad Wallace about reincarnation and stuff like that, it makes you wonder, I mean, if you had the choice to come back as an animal, what animal? Have you thought about it? Oh, yeah. Really? I want to be, be a sea otter. I love swimming. And I'd love just floating in the water and clack cracking some clams on my chest and hanging out. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. I could see that. Yeah. You know, today I was out with Albert, and this is kind of an odd thing, but it was the first thing I thought of for whatever reason. And so he was sunning, and I'm just standing there because we don't have a fence at the moment, so I'm making do. So he looks like he's kind of dead on the ground, and I'm holding on to him with a leash, but whatever. So I'm paying attention to the nature, and I see, you know, there's a lizard that's out, and then I see an inchworm and all that. And I'm like, I would never pay attention to any of this stuff, but I'm just standing here, so I'm taking a look. So then next thing you know... The lizard eats the inchworm. I'm like, oh, so went that. So I don't know if I want to go back as an inchworm. The circle of life. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was horrible. Maybe it's time to go in. <laughs> it makes you wonder because I was just thinking like when Dr. Katie, I never saw sea otter, you know, come, or sea otter, right? Mm-hmm. I never saw that coming out of your mouth. <laughs> but um, They you, look so happy. But they I, do. I and they're playing all yeah. the time. I mean, Life's good. Knowing mm-hmm. that, according to Casey and Brad Wallace, I mean, no, knowing that your soul continues on mm-hmm. after death every time it kind of does put a different perspective on things um but i don't know amanda have you thought about what I what not, animal because you i would? don't know that i've thought about the idea of coming back as an animal i don't think i see it that way and i don't know if i put enough thought into it i mean i certainly recognize their spirit there but i don't see i don't know that i feel that you come back as something else i think your spirit exists out there but i don't see you know, transforming my spirit going into another shell. I don't know. I, I actually think it kind of makes sense. Maybe. I'll have to think about it a little bit. I always envision that all of my relatives that have passed are above watching me and they see things happen. And yeah, they've I know, seen a lot. It's like, no, okay, time to close the curtains. <laughs> yeah, I know. There are times I think about that. <laughs> yeah, yes, I indeed. Th- I, I think about that too. But then my- there are other times where, for instance, this Bobby's parents, my husband, had such an incredible bond with his with their children 
and love and would do anything for them. It was tremendous. It was one of the things that brought me and connected me with Bobby because I share that with my parents. And it's not always as common as you think. It's like an intense bond. And I would think from above, that they would hope for good things. And Bobby got the car he wanted. He never thought he would get in life unless he won the lottery. Bridget, and he's in love. And I'm thinking it happened because of circumstance, not because we went to get that car. But, you know, it's interesting, though, that you say that because I think to myself about my mom and my dad, and especially my mom, because my mom and I had a bond that's inseparable. Um, My mom was my mentor. My mom meant everything in the world to me. And I never thought I could continue on in life without my mom. That's how much we had that relationship and the friendship and everything else. But you do. You learn to move on. And whether that's them telling you that, I don't know. But when I had my open heart surgery a couple years ago, and it was touch and go at one point, and then they were going to electrocute me. They were going to electric shock me in order to try to get my my heart to drop from 170 because they couldn't get it to go down. It was beating so fast and just wouldn't stop. So I remember praying to my mom and dad, not necessarily to anything beyond my parents. I, I guess I was just trying to talk to my parents and said, you know, please don't let them do this because I was going to have second degree burns and I was already cut in half. So, I mean, they were going to have to hit where, you know, it's been already opened and it was just going to be very painful. They already told me. And um, so I know we're going out to the end here, but the thing is, is that um, I prayed to my mom and dad and at 11 o'clock that night before I was going to go in at 6 a.m., I heard my dad's voice. And my heart went to normal. Yeah. So there is something to it. I think they know what we need and somehow... They're around when they need to be, I guess. Yeah, and propel things to happen. I don't know. Well, spay and neuter your pets and help control that pet population. For myself, John Patch. Dr. Katie Meyer. Amanda Page. And Zach Yudin. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.